just wanted to do a quick episode on relationships. Each of us are born into certain relationships and enter into certain relationships throughout our lives, whether this is marriages or parental relationships, friendships. We have colleagues, neighbours, all sorts, and of course, church family. And it's so important that in our our days with Jesus, we have relationships where we're known and and where we know. Uh, Relationships where we're helped and we help others to follow Jesus. Naturally, we are turned in on ourselves and naturally we, we use others. But Jesus invites us into a kind of life where we're, we're opened up into worship of him and service of other people. Again, I found Justin Whitmill early in his book, The Common Rule, to be really helpful in thinking through friendship and relationships. And he proposes this, this weekly habit of, of, of one hour conversation with a friend. And this maybe sounds a bit strange to us and we might think, oh, you know, I do I do lots of that. But he's talking about the sort of friendships where we're known and where we know. This this deep friendship with a brother or sister in, in Christ. And, and he's, he talks about in these relationships the importance of vulnerability. He says, vulnerability and time turn people who have a relationship into people who have a friendship. That's what friendship is vulnerability over time. The practice of conversation is the basis of friendship because it's in conversation that we become exposed to each other. In vulnerability we are finally truly known. There's nothing more terrifying and redemptive than removing the fig leaf and telling who you are to a friend. I find that really helpful. It's humbling to learn that God knows everything about us. We see that in Psalm 139. Luke 9:47, and that, that would potentially be crippling news for us if it weren't for the fact that it's the God revealed in Jesus who knows all about us and in response came to die for us and offer us forgiveness and friendship. He invites us to be honest with him about what he already knows. And because we can be honest with God about who we are, we can be honest with others, especially our church family about who we are. And that doesn't necessarily mean that we tell everyone everything about us, that's, that's not wise nor helpful for everyone in the church family. However, that's where this this habit of Justin Whitmill early perhaps is helpful. It's good to have at least one person whom we're in relationship with, we're, we're in friendship with, for whom we're able to be honest about what's going on inside. You know, our struggles, our joys, our sins, our triumphs. This is what the Apostle John's getting at when he writes, confess your sins to one another, James 5 verse 16. The theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer writes this in his book, Life Together. He says, He who is alone with his sin is utterly alone. It may be that Christians, notwithstanding corporate worship, common prayer, and all their fellowship and service, may still be left to their loneliness. The fact is, we're sinners. But it's the grace of the gospel that confronts us with the truth and says, You are a sinner, a great desperate sinner. Now come as that sinner that you are to God who loves you. God has come to you to save the sinner. This message is liberation through truth. You can hide nothing from God. The mask you wear before men will do you no good before him. He wants to see you as you are. He wants to be gracious to you. You do not have to go on lying to yourself and your brothers as if you were without sin. You can dare to be a sinner. All sham was ended in the presence of Christ. And he goes on to say, Sin demands to have a man by himself, 
Sin wants to remain unknown. It shuts the light. But in confession, the light of the gospel breaks into the darkness and seclusion of the heart. The sin must be brought into the light. Early puts it this way. Here is the power that lies in vulnerable friendships. Together, we beat back the darkness by exposing it to the light. In our church gatherings, we confess our sins together in general. This practice helps us to be a church that's honest about our sin before God, for one another and ourselves. We confess our sins in gathered worship so that we can be those who confess our sins when scattered, both in private prayer and in conversation with these these friends, uh, these, these people that we're perhaps accountable to uh, and living life together with. As well as corporate confession, we need these private friendships where we can be honest with one another. Again, Whitmill Early proposes one-hour conversations once a week where we're just intentional about these friendships and these open, transparent relationships. But of course, those kind of conversations could include a wide range of topics and we don't need to limit ourselves to one one hour obviously i've chosen to focus on confession in this episode because if we're able to confess our sins to a trusted friend we can talk about anything but these friendships these relationships whoever it's with are about being known and and together as things are brought into the light of christ to grow in the love and likeness of jesus i think this kind of a habit uh, and these kind of relationships push back against our filtered airbrush social media age where it's so often uh, afraid we're so often afraid to talk about our struggles and our sin these kind of conversations with friends they don't trivialize sin or our struggles but bring them into the light and into a place where we can find freedom and help as we bring them before the lord along with a friend what are some of the key questions we might think of then when it comes to this well who It's important to have the the right person whom we can trust and whom we'll know will speak the gospel rather than condemnation into our conversations. And it might be more than one, we might have a a triplet or a a little group. When? Well, it's probably a good idea to have a set time and place to have these sorts of conversations. Again, we've been learning the importance of of patterns in this, this series, A Day With Jesus. If it's a particularly busy week, then we might have a phone call rather than meet face to face. It's good to have some questions that you agree to ask each other. It might be around particular things that you're wrestling with. And, and it's good to pray, especially if confession of sin is a key part of this, these conversations. Then it'll be really important to pray for one another at the beginning and to bring the Lord into this conversation. And then at the end, to offer the conversation to the Lord. Let me just end with some words from Whitmill Early. If friendship is a practice that reminds us of what the gospel is... It is also a practice that puts the gospel on display to the world. In a culture of loneliness and individualism, there's no better witness to the Trinity than embodying a counterculture of real friendship.